Okay, we're going to start this run. It's the Art Trail run and a few bits and pieces all along the canal. And it starts by the on the canal by the bridge over the path from where the park run starts and the red heads on the other side so we're going to follow the art run and then tell you a few bits so we're not going to go very far down and we're going to go to approximately the first lake which is a couple of hundred yards okay just start along the towpath just a little way down and you come to two ponds and with a bridge going over it with red, um, black poles and red um, items on it as well and just after that very slightly after that we've got the circle dance which is by Claire Wilkes from 1997 it's a living sculpture created from fresh willow wands threaded through the sculpture and steel rods commissioned for the 1997 midsummer art show and donated to the Parks Trust in 1998 the sculpture represents a group of figures holding hands moving so fast that they seem almost to merge into one another so when we carry on along the path so I'm now headed down the canal, gone under the big bridge, the road bridge, and I'm at the next footbridge over the canal. Um, but just a mile of the jeep in the play park. Have you ever noticed the animal carvings on it, animal um, descriptions on it, um, on your, on there? So back onto the road path and carry on a little bit further down. Okay, as you come down the canal, at the next footbridge over the canal to a slight right and head up towards the bridge but don't go on to the bridge and just before you come to the bridge you get to the frog bench um, have a look at the frog bench and look at the base of it where you could sit if you sit down the far um, end of the bench you can social distance from the frog and have you ever noticed carved into the bit we sit on there is two animals an otter and an eel so that's a little bit different and go around the other side and um, we've got two types of fishes on there and also i've spotted a insect on it as well so have a good look around and spot what's on there and this is by rob griffiths on the goshi art 12 from 2016 so let's tell you a bit more about it once we've done that we'll carry on down the canal Hi, I'm Sarah. This is What Lies Beneath by Rob Griffiths. Rob's inspiration for this sculpture, What Lies Beneath, using Forest of Dean Oak, came from his interest in canals and the creatures that live beneath. It takes the form of a bench with, a, with relief carvings illustrating the food chain in the canal and a giant frog sitting peacefully unaware of all that lies beneath. Okay, this is a slightly more difficult one to find. So you're looking for a path joining you from the left before you get to the next road bridge. And there's a bank on my right, go up the canal. Um, there's a, there's a um, limestone on the ground, a single one, and a small post in the ground. And then on the post it says, Potomi Ellington on the Goisey Art Trail 2016 so um, look at the top of the post how many times have you run past that post without seeing this the dragonfly okay so let's tell you a little bit more about this one then we'll carry on along the canal hi this is Jacob and this is the dragonfly Ptolemy has used the project theme insects and invertebrates to transform redundant and abandoned materials into the light and delicate form of a dragonfly, a symbol of courage, strength and happiness in Japan. Mounted on a pole, viewed against the sky, with its wings in flight soaring over the canal.
Okay, we stop underneath the road bridge, and um, you see now four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven <laughs> Japanese pieces of art. This is part of the ghostly trail again. So let's tell you a little bit about that. And just when we finish that, just head on to the bridge a few yards down for the next bit. Hello, I'm Jacob, and this is Local Birds and Plants by Laura Boswell. Laura's seven animal panels presenting local birds using a Japanese aesthetic combine her training in Japanese woodblock and her experience of Japanese art with the practicality of vitreous enamelling. The panels are inspired by birds and plants that visitors to the canal are likely to see them throughout the year. Laura has combined her imagery with Japanese short poems to bring together both local and Japanese ideas about seasonality and local wildlife, celebrating both the Japanese theme of the Gyozi art trail and the richness of the canal environment. As you head over the bridge, on your left is um, Skeet's Wharf. Um, this is part of Pennylands, and if you ever know about Pennylands, if you look at all the street names, they all relate to coins and possibly notes, um, monetary value. So um, I had to look at some of the street names and then go onto um, a search engine and just find out what the coins they were. Some very um, interesting descriptions. Anyway, carry on along the canal. Okay, carry on along the um, towpath and past the next bridge and just after the bridge there's a bench on your left and look just past that on the right and you can see the bronze horse, um, it's a workhorse. So let's tell you a little bit more about that and then we'll head, carry on along the canal. Hi, I'm Sarah. It's the life-sized Shire Horse in Steel by Andrew Kay. Andrew has created a powerful shire horse whose steady toll propelled the barges of yesteryear along the towpaths of the Grand Union Canal. Andrew says he has tried to capture the huge strength and solidarity of a shire whilst also suggesting the animal's calm, resolute approach to the task in hand. Heading along a little bit further, we've headed down a little bit, um, by the houses, um, you've got the entrance to the Lionhearts Cruising Club, um, with some big tall gates with LCC on the front, and if you look on top of the sign for the Lionhearts Cruising Club, uh, there's a red lion there at the moment, statue, I assume that's pretty much permanently there. So just carry on a little bit further, down to the brick kilns. Okay, we've now got to the two brick, the, the brick kilns. Um, this is the Dale at Great Linford. These were for brick making, um, that used to be exceptionally hard work and very poorly pay, paid. Most of the clay pit work was done in the winter. The ground was easier to dig, leaving the making of the bricks to the warmer weather in the spring and summer. You also got um, two ponds in this park and their water filled lily clay pits, now supporting many aquatic plants and animals. The mounds on the far banks are the remains of the spoil heaps that have been colonised by the hawthorn and willow. You may notice shoals of goldfish in the ponds. They were originally introduced by the local residents. 
these strange relics from the past are a store brick kilns originally built in the late 1800s by George Osborne Price of Newport Pagnell. He was also a coal and lime merchant and an agricultural chandler's selling everything from seeds to manure. Brickmaking has for a long time been provider of employment in this area. The first recorded brickmaker in Great Linford was Richard Shepherd back in 1842. The canal on your right was used to take the bricks by horse-drawn barge to Wolverton, Castlethorpe, Cosgrove and New Bradwell for buildings. Do you recognise any the workmen's names from all those years ago? For example, Toddler, Mills, Jack Reed, Stoker, Bill Riley, Dabber Riley, Boxer Riley, Hokey, Keach, Timmy Lacey, who kept the Wharf Pub at Linford, Joe Malsham, Engineer Driver, Jim Burnell and Albert Stanton. Brickmaking ceased here around 1911, before the pits were worked out, probably because improved methods of clay extraction and continuous firing kilns made it more economical to transport bricks from Newton Longville by steam-driven traction engine. Now carry on along the canal path. Okay, so we've just gotten over the canal bridge. That's canal bridge number 79 over the Grand Union. And once you go over the bridge, you turn right. So after that bridge, you run for quite a little way, um, virtually down to the next bridge. And for the next bridge, once the tree line ends, you'll see a bench on your right. Um, looking at it on the right, you'll just see three long strands. So, let's tell you about the bench. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is the Three Post Bench by Jeremy Turner. The Three Post Bench Jeremy has made derives its design from sculptural benches Jeremy made for Woburn Safari Park. The oak posts and the headrail that tops them are vehicles for robustly carved relief images that make reference to the wildlife of the canal. Included in the carvings are coarse fish, familiar water birds. Look a little deeper and you can find not only water beetles and snails, but all the micro life too. Insect larvae, algae, hydra. After you leave the bridge, you go down about half a mile or so down to the wooden bridge, which is actually bridge number 80A, so that's bridge 80A, and it's opposite where the frog bench was earlier, the other side. So when you get to that bridge, just do a little right, there's actually a maze that you can go around. So you can go into that and have an explore. And you don't need to go around the maze to actually see what's in the middle. You can run around it. Um, and it's a tree in the maze. So, there you go. Go back onto the towpath and carry on onto the boardwalk. And we stop a little way down the boardwalk for the next bit. As you run along the boardwalk, stop at the second bend with the um, two panel fence posts on it and look up into the trees. And there's two trees making a V-shape. Look up into that tree. It's quite hard to spot sometimes. There's a wire, there's a spider's nest. It's a massive spider's nest. Um, with a spider in it. I can't spot the spider at the moment. That's because the sun's shining on it. Um, but that's up in the tree. So, um, and very hard to spot. And not always spotted. Seen by everybody. So, as you run along this wall walk normally. 
Hi, this is Sarah. This is The Arachne Weaves by Linda Johns. Seeing the twinned trunks of the tree where the sculpture can be found and thinking about the theme of insects and invertebrates inspired Linda to think again at spiderwebs. In creating these amazing structures for the trail, she has used the brace line between the tree trunks as a structural point for the two webs, just as a spider would take advantage of what it finds to weave its web across. As you head down the canal towpath, um, when you get to Lover Fields, take a right down the, the few steps, probably about a dozen steps, and to the circular green area, where there's four benches in a circle, and just between the far two benches, there's a concrete plinth. Um, so have a look at the concrete plinth. It says the Gosi International School UK, um, something in Japanese, and then opened 8745. But look above the concrete statue and see the ironwork and that actually um, has a depiction in it which you can read more if you go online but in in that there's also a inscription and it says the Gaishi International School 1987 to 2000 and school on this site stood the Catholic Foundation Japanese Co-Educational Boarding School inspired by Father Shou Teigawa to educate the children of Japanese expatriates in Europe and the Middle East Lovett Fields Village replaced the 17,500 metre square school building, which had a company accommodation for 920 students. The tea house, science and IT laboratories, studio and kendo rooms, a formal Japanese garden, a tennis course, a Gaiosi housing development is on the site of the playing fields and the running track. Hello, this is Jacob. And this is a commemorative plaque of over Goisy Foundation Stone by Justin Tunley. Overlooking the site of the former Goisy International School UK, Justin's sculpture maps the Goisy Art Trail with the Grand Union Canal using small discs to show other artworks. The work also forms a framework for the school's original 1987 foundation stone. Several layers of stainless steel are digitally hewn together into laser-cut fretworks. The first represents the canal and the positions of other artworks. Sitting above it, a second shows surrounding footpaths in stylized form. Nestled between them, a smaller photo etched panel tells them the site's story from an elevated vantage point. Stainless steel by Twin Engineering, Bletchley Photo Etching by Pristine Engraving, Budley. So now I go up back onto the towpath and we don't we just stop before we get to the next bridge. As you get to the end of the tree line and just before the the bridge, on your right, um, not towards the canal, on the oh, sorry, on your left, um, looking over towards the housing, once upon a time when I first moved to Milton Keynes, you had to look over there and you look down onto a 400 metre pristine running track. It was absolutely beautiful. It's a real shame it was lost for old Milton Keynes. Um, and the bay runners just meeting, a lot of our runs just over the road, would have been an ideal location. And so we carry on, sorry, along the, the path. Um, behind David Lloyd, just along on the towpath side of the, on the canal, actually along the towpath, so with the COVID-19, don't go along the towpath where there's uh, barges moored. Look at the stones with the moorings on them, because 
if you look at them, they've got the MK50, Milton Keynes 50th birthday note on them. So they're obviously, at the moment, fairly new. So back onto the towpath, back onto the canal of the path, and carry on. And that's the end of the art trail, just a little bit further down, takes back to the bridge that we started on originally. So you've gone down one side of the canal and back up the other side um, with quite a few notable little features to have a look at and we've told you about. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you've liked this run, there's other runs on our class. Have a look at those and try them out. And there'll be more coming in future, so subscribe to our podcast. Thank you all.